You're listening to Reporters and Reported, a podcast from Cardiff University's School of Journalism, Media and Culture. In each episode, brought to you by the MA Broadcast Journalism students, we'll bring you insights and interviews with key people in the news industry. We'll examine the challenges, opportunities and threats facing journalism and get tips about the best way to follow a career in the media. This week, myself Meg Cope, Neve Doyle and Lowry Morgan will be talking to Naya Nielsen. So we wanted to know first a bit about your career path. Why journalism and then subsequently, why digital? It was actually a mistake, you know. It was not about to be a journalist. I wanted to be a nuclear physicist always, you know. I'm very interested in science and... Uh, mm. I began studying uh, math and physics and then I met somebody, an old friend that was going to an acceptance test for the journalism school and I'm like a very, I I love competition so I thought I just might try to take the test you know and then I passed and that is actually how it started and I thought why not let me try that you know I I wasn't really like planning for anything at that point I was just very curious but then I discovered afterwards that it was, I I don't think I could have liked anything better than journalism because it is really, know it works well with my personality you know mm-hmm. you can you have there is an ability of being interested in so many different things and yeah. to work with so many different things and it feels very meaningful as well and we just wanted to know what was it about digital that made you make that move i think maybe my brain is wired so i can't really help but looking a little ahead mm-hmm. and i i think in 10 15 years ago i just thought oh wait a minute you know at that point i had become like really good at making great television you know and uh, i thought but this is not gonna last you know because mm-hmm. that is kind of it is it is doomed to be like a historic product because of course yeah. it gets smarter and i think it was curiosity again you know it was kind of where is everything being invented right now and then uh, if you look at when Facebook and the other big platforms came it has to do a little bit with personality you know either you see oh that's a threat it's going to destroy us how can I defend myself you know that is kind of one type of person another type of person would say okay that is kind of interesting they just completely beat the crap out of us Hmm. how could that happen you know and then a little like maybe coming back to the competition thing you know you you have to love your defeats you know and and learn from them and (laughs) then become better As you said in the lecture, you gave us the 10 most important things you think we have to be good at as aspiring journalists. One thing I took from that is keep your passion alive and have a life. I want to know what would you think is the most important out of that 10? Um, I think in the end, actually, it is the life part because it is so interesting this Mm. that it can be like all absorbing Mm. but i think there is nothing more important than love and family Mm. and just to live love love (laughs) love sleep you know stuff like that and i I think maybe sometimes this i also talked about the overwhelming negativity sometimes in in news media and sometimes it is actually kind of connected to a culture where people are underslept and underloved and under (laughs) you know not not having great a great life outside mm-hmm. because uh, you can kind of easily be drawn into like uh, and, and especially now where w- with the competition being abundant and infinite it's kind of endless you know so you could you could work you know 24 mm-hmm. 7 and still not work a lot uh, enough so so that's not a solution anymore you have to be smart about how you spend your time and to be disciplined with it so again in the lecture you said it's not good enough just to be good at one thing anymore but how can we keep redeveloping our new roles and new skills in the newsroom to be good at nearly everything 
I don't think you have to be good at everything. I think you have to be very good at journalism. And then you have to see whatever platform or format you're doing that in is just a means to an end, you know. You have to remember why journalism is here. If the purpose is to inform or the purpose is to engage or the purpose is to spark a debate, then you have to make sure that you use whatever uh, method will make that happen. And and of course it takes it takes a little while to be good at telling s- stories with video or to do it in graphics or to do it with text. So so some sort of specialization is a good idea. And then the good news is that it is a team sport, so you don't have to be good at everything. You just have to be in a team that is good at everything in combination. So on the topic of digital journalism, how do you think BBC is continuing to adapt the challenges of the digital age? Oh, we're doing that in, in many ways. So we are uh, one of the reasons why we we are very big in this area is that we were one of the first movers. So we invent we invested heavily already in the middle of the nineties, and we continue to do so. So we have very we take it absolutely seriously and increasingly so, of course. Mm-hmm. But so we have uh, both departments that look like kind of five years ahead some that look two years ahead and then we have one concerned with what are we going to do tomorrow and then also some what are we going to do today and all of that is needed and not necessarily something you have to solve at the same time or with the same team so what we are looking into now is to make a a major shift in the way we operate as as a newsroom to make sure that we produce even more quality content for our digital platforms because we think that is the most important battleground and that means that a lot of people that grew up with radio and television have have to also learn new skills because we, we want to make sure that the absolutely best of what we do is available online. Uh, the other thing is, we, as I talked about, is that we continue to develop our own platforms. So, so between news and iPlayer and sounds and a couple of other platforms, we want to make sure that they are very useful ways of uh, finding great content. Yeah, I read recently, isn't iPlayer revamping themselves to make it look more like Netflix? Yeah, it's, but, but it's more than that because Netflix is kind of just a platform for, for content where the BBC uh, iPlayer is it's, it's, it's the only place where you can find a lot of British culture you know it's it's our country it's our society is in these platforms and we have to make it easier just just as the channels were once you know but but we have to find ways of how do we do that and where platforms like netflix or or facebook they would ever always just give you what is much most popular or what will make you spend most time there we have an obligation of also giving you stuff you did not know you wanted or you did not know you needed what being it Big, big news or like fantastic or I don't know Blue Planet series. Following from that point and um, what advice would you give to mm. prospective journalists and how important is it to have digital skills? I don't think that there is anything but digital media in the future you know it, it can be long-form video or it can be long-form radio or live radio or live but it will come to people in some sort of digital platform and you will be competing with digital offerings so if you're not if you have no digital skills you do not know what your competition is and you don't know whether whether what you're doing is the best way of solving a specific problem for people right so so I, I think there's just no way around it. So you mentioned in the lecture that other platforms have a more convenient aggregation of news. 
However, they don't have the same important values of the BBC. So, you know, in this era of clickbait, how does the BBC continue to deliver those principles as well as appeal to readers online and keep readers engaged? That is at the core of what we are uh, thinking about. We want Mm -hmm. to make it easier to discover the best of our journalism because we think we're not here to create echo chambers or just to create traffic. You know, of course we need to be big so we cannot inform everybody if they're not using our platform. So we have to be big, but we're not here to be big. You know, we're here to inform people. (laughs) And that means means that we will put more creativity into figuring out how do we make something that you're not on the outset interested in interesting for you if we know that this is important. Mm -hmm. We'll spend more creativity with figuring out that. And then we also know that there are things that, that traditional media do not consider to be important that we can just see is very important, not least for younger people, you know, everything that has to do with uh, the planet or identity, you know, what, what is it to be a person, what is all right, what is not all right, all of these issues are just growing like headaches for your generation yeah. and and we we want to we, we put we want to put more people onto those topic areas we think they're just as important as as politics for instance or foreign affairs and um, where do you see journalism going in the next few years from now and digital journalism I, I i think we are entering a new type of golden age it will not be easy it will never be easy the same way it used to be but I think we will be, uh, and I think that is already the case, that you see more great and creative journalism <laughs> than ever in the world's yeah. history. Of course, there is a ton of newspapers that closed, and there, there it's not, not kind of to underestimate all the trouble that we also in, but I think mostly I just see like a whole new suite of opportunities opening up. I think it will be, it just it'll continue to be one of the greatest things to do. We briefly mentioned in the lecture about always keeping yourself mindful of not being too conscious of how you are on on social media and always having that downtime and stuff like that. But are we, as digital journalism enters bigger platforms, etc., etc., are we kind of adding to the dilemma of mental health on social media at all? Yeah, I, I think it's a very good point, and I think I think one of the things that we will change the coming years is that it's we, we're not going to inform people by just pumping out stuff, and I think that is what has happened to the media industry as such that we've just kind of just putting more and more stuff out there, and in in a lot of cases, you know that we we know that from ourselves, you know you can you can be on social media and even consume some <coughs> news stories as well where where it's just like half-heartedly, you know, and you'd feel more stressed than you feel actually fulfilled after you've spent that half hour, and you never get that half hour back again, you know. It's that we do we do only have the 24 hours still available. I don't know, maybe at some point <laughs> they might come up with a solution to that. And I know it's not like. You can necessarily always get to that, but that you, that you in your work life do something that you think is important and that you can see is important for somebody out there. You know that you can contribute with something good and important. That that is, uh, I think is, I think we have to stop thinking of it as a game that is just a game about getting people to spend time with you. They have to get some good value out of it, right? Naya Nielsen, thank you very much.